Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Lord, been dealing with me what to talk about next since we don't know who he is. We might talk about his names because his names declare who he is. He's righteous. He's the provider. He's the healer. He's our joy. He's our peace. And we, we like, well, I don't have any of that. Yeah, it's on the inside of you. You're looking at the outside. Patrick almost preached my sermon this morning, but, you know, we're going to go there. So are you here today? Amen. Why, why did I ask, are you here today? Because you can be sitting in this building. Your mind can be down the road. Oh, we're going to eat for lunch today. <laughs> Get your mind right. Get your mind right in Jesus' name. And cause, because this is what will set you free. This, is, this sermon today is, is a big part of what will set you free. And you're missing it. You're missing it. You're living life on your own strength. You're not asking for the Holy Ghost to help you. You're not living by the Word. I'm talking to our church. Now forget every other church. Well, we're, you know, we know it. No, this message, it's not my message. This is God's message. This is all in the Bible. Faith is all about God, and God's all about faith. And this is the message that not, not very many churches preach. But I'm wanting us to come up the next level. Worship team's coming up to the next level. I'm going up to the next level. Miss King's going to the next level. Miss Becky wants to go to the next level. Do you want to go to the next level? Then you've got to get spiritual. If you don't have sermon notes, rave at me. Why do we do sermon notes, Pastor Brett? Because it helps you get your mind focused. Why do we show videos? Why is Facebook so popular with all the videos and all the junk you read on it? I'm just trying to help you. I'm in competition with Facebook. Children's Church is in competition with every video game in the world. If we ain't better than a video game up there, they're going to be like, this is boring. Okay. You may not be in the video games, but they are. But most of you are in the Facebook. I'm in competition. Because you can slip that phone up. <laughs> Come on, so get with me today. Get with me today. Get with me. Romans 12, 2 says, every man has the measure of faith. That's not in your notes. You might want to write it down. Romans 12, 2. Every man. Say, I've got faith. God has given every man. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. You have got to start renewing your mind. If you haven't been renewing your mind, we've got to renew our mind. The world is going to hell. We're going to heaven. I want to think like heaven. I want to talk like heaven. I want to know what heaven on earth is and we can possess it. This is how we do it. This sermon today is how we possess heaven on earth. 2 Corinthians 4.13. And since we have the same spirit, notice that's a small s, spirit. Remember I talked about we had a, uh, I didn't even, that's the Holy Ghost. We had a pet rally. It was a spirit rally. Not a capital Holy Spirit rally. It was a spirit there is a spirit, this is not in your notes either, but put it down there. The spirit of faith, according as written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. What comes out of your mouth is what's in your heart. Amen. There's no other way around it. 
And if it's negative, that's what's in your heart. Well, I, I, not really. I have good thoughts. In, but what you speak is what you really believe. Okay. Put, put my Caroline Leaf up there. Maybe y'all saw this. But she is a neurologist and she is full of the Holy Ghost and, and knows the Word of God. And look, look at the bottom line. It says, no matter your circumstances, choose to be happy and grateful. It's your choice. Don't matter if you got no toes, three toes, or one toe. Choose to be happy and grateful. Having a grateful attitude allows God to work through you or with you through anything. When you are grateful, you build good, healthy neurons in your brain. She's chasing neurons. That just We don't know what a neuron is, but you know what? Take her for a word because she, she gets people healed by the word of God. And look, a happy person is not a person in a certain set of circumstances, but rather a person with a certain set of attitudes. Listen to me. Listen to me. What's going on in here is powerful. What's going on in here? Have you ever saw somebody brooding? I wish I had a camera on my face. Get that old sour look on their face. They're not saying anything. But there are words rolling around up here. Words that are rolling around up here and they're just sour. And they don't have to say anything. And then, you know, when you come to church, ain't nobody brooding in church because they go, Hallelujah. That's right, Pastor Brett. You tell them. And then you get back in the car. You look at everybody passing you. I just run them over. You, you see, we have got to change in here and here. But guess what? This will never change unless this changes. This is the gateway. And as I'm talking about words today, the, the sermon's about faith and the faith in the words. Guess what? What's close to this? What's close to your mouth? Your ears. What else is close to your mouth? Your eyes. You also taste with that mouth, but we feel too. But we go more about what we see here and what we, we believe what we say more than anybody else. You believe you more than me. Because I could fix you if you'd listen to me. No, just kidding. No, I can't fix anybody, but God would fix you if you believe his word. Okay. Commercial break's over, huh? They already number one. Words have creative power. There are 31 scriptures that specifically talk about the power of words. I got them right here. 31. We're going to go through every one. No, we don't have time to go through every one of them. 31 scriptures. Talking about speaking goods, being nice, using your words, guarding your mouth. But I'm going to read a couple of them right here. Proverbs 13, 3 says, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Just can't say anything. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor. Okay. Hopefully we'll... The Holy Spirit can prove it to you. Look at Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stirs up anger. How many of y'all ever saw, the fight, saw a fight in school? Huh? Huh? Yeah, I, I was in a two or three. I ain't going to lie. But, but, but don't move, don't move. And so, so here's what happened. I'll go by, and I, 
I kick her leg. She moved. I kick her leg, and he jumps up. What you trying to do to my wife? A gentle answer turns Oh, man, I didn't see her. I apologize. But I could have went. You bowing up at me? Now it's on, isn't it? Now it's on. You didn't know that was even in the Bible. You didn't even know that that was in the Bible about controlling your mouth and a control of circumstance because he might stomp a hole in me. You ever thought about, you know, but we don't think about that. We, we act on emotions, reaction, and we're in the flesh. Amen. Up here. Proverbs 21, 23. We're going to get to the New Testament in just a second. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Man, that's, that, man, that needs to be taught with the kids, you, but that, that needs to be taught in here too because your mouth will get you in trouble. James 3, 3 through 6, and James has a lot to say about the tongue. And this is the New Living Translation that we can make a large horse go wherever, wherever we want by the means of a small bit in his mouth. Guess what? You follow the words of your mouth. Look at verse 4. A small rudder makes a huge ship turn, and the pilot chooses uh, where it's going to go, even though the winds are strong. Still turn that ship and go anywhere you want to. It doesn't matter what strong winds are blowing you. You get the right words in your mouth. You're going forward. Next verse, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing but makes grand speeches. And it, comparing it to a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Gossip or blessing can set some stuff on fire. Verse 6, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. But it can be set on fire by heaven itself. Works both ways. James 3.10, And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. We got to choose the blessing. And it's hard. I ain't going to lie to you. It's hard because we all walk by what we see. 1 Peter 3.10 says, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Well, I just ain't got no filter. I'm just going to tell you like it is. That's the way the devil does. Be careful. So, so look how, how strong words are. So let's go to number two. We're going to key in on one here in a minute. Words are Satan's way of stealing from you. Because there are two spiritual forces, God and the devil. Jesus defeated Satan, but you've got to be the enforcer. How many of you know you've got to be the enforcer? Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. I mean, have you ever seen somebody eating the fruit of death? Yeah. So what does Satan want? John 10, 10, the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said. Jesus not lying. 
Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I've come that they might have life and then they might have it more abundantly. So, if the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, then anything that's coming to kill us, steal from us, or destroy us is not from God. Come on, that's, that's, that's your major doctrine right there. But it ain't preached everywhere. Because God's a good God. He was so good, he sent Jesus. Let's look at one more. James 1, 6 through 7 says, But let him ask in faith, no doubting. For no one who doubts, uh, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven, tossed to and fro by the wind. You know, I believe he will. Oh, I'm not sure. That's me, isn't it? I believe he will. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Y'all didn't know I could sing that good. Verse 7. For the person... For that person must not suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. So God wants you to be stable. God wants you to be stable. Standing on the word. Standing on the word. What word? I asked last, three Sundays ago or two Sundays ago, what scripture are you standing on? If I ask you to stand up and say, what scripture are you standing on? Don't call on me. Don't call on me. Don't call on me. Huh? You ought to have a scripture for the week. How about one for the day? How about one for the hour? But you know what? Let's just start somewhere and have a scripture for the week. We have given you a daily study. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'll ask these back here. Because you need a word in your mouth every day, a word from God to encourage yourself. Because if you're living on your own strength, you're going to get defeated. You're going to get discouraged. Mm, okay. So, so where does doubt come from? Does it come, doesn't come from God. And how does the devil bring you doubt? If, if, the devil, if, if doubt comes from the devil, it comes through your senses. What you see, what you feel, what you hear. I can't believe they said that about me. What you hear, what you say, you see something, it's... It's not getting any better. 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 Shut up. It's getting better in the name of Jesus. Mind, I control my mind. You know I can control my mind. The Bible says to bind and chain thoughts. It, It wouldn't be in there if you couldn't do it. So if we're to bind and chain thoughts, what do we do with them? We cast them out and we replace them with something. Scripture. Nope, my God's a good God. He sent Jesus to die for me to take care of this. Jesus died to take care of this. Okay. Think about it. Satan always keeps you walking in the sight and the sense realm. Looks bad, looks bad, looks bad, looks bad. That's his words. But God said, Jesus said, I've overcome. Be of good cheer. How can you smile when you're going through all that? Because Jesus is overcome. So 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. It's in your notes. Look, it said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. That's where the spirit of faith will take you. You live. You've got an attitude that God's on my side, that God's with me. And then we're going to walk by faith in what the word of God says and not by sight. 
Because you can look on the news, you can watch things, and you can see that the world's going to hell in a handbasket. But when you see that and you say that, you know what happens? It defeats your prayers when you're praying for revival. Well, all of them hellions live in New York, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. Oh, they're right here in Whitfield. But, but, but wait a minute. P- Patrick said it by the Spirit of God. Where my grace is, where, my grace, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So I don't care about them. That's why I said last Sunday, I walked through New Orleans, everybody talking to themselves because they're out of their mind. I'm out of my mind. I got the mind of Christ. And I declare this city belongs to God. I declare Whitfield. I drive around and declare Whitfield. You say, people say, well, that man talking to himself driving down the road. Whitfield belongs to God in the name of Jesus. Whit County, Smith County, Grayson County, Pulaski County belongs to God. Why can't it, you know, if it's going to start, why can't it start with us, Tim? Huh? We waiting on somebody to do something. Let it be us. Let's quit waiting and let's start believing. Quit talking bad about our city, bad about our county. This is flyover country. There's a lot of poverty here, and there is a lot of poverty here. I'm not denying that. See, see where the, the, the faith message got messed up is it became name it and claim it. You hear all these things like that. But listen, if it's in the Word, it's yours. And, and, and I'm not saying deny circumstances. If you're cold, put a coat on. Turn the heat on. Well, I'm not cold. You know, the Bible says if somebody's hungry and, and they need something, it don't say just be warmed and filled. That's your faith now. Stand on that. No, it said you go buy them a coat and you feed them something. Right. See, but, but, but see what happened when this word came out? We all became, became word police. I, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I guess you are. You, you, don't, you quit saying I'm sorry. And you do because we're not sorry. You need to apologize because you're declaring that you're a sorry individual. You don't realize it. But, but hear me, you know, <laughs> If it's cold outside, how many of y'all check the weather before you send the kids to school? Let me check the weather right quick. Ah, it's good. They don't need a jacket. You're going to walk by sight. You got to walk by sight. But when it comes to serious spiritual things, you can't walk by sight. When you're up against a battle, you can't walk by how bad it is. You got to get on the Word of God and stand on the Word. You've got to put the word in your mouth and make a statement and make a stand. And then James said, don't fluctuate, but make a stand because, see, the devil's going to put words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your mama had that. That's what your grandma died from. See, you've got to stop agreeing with Satan's words and the world's words because he's the one's in charge of the world. He's influencing the world. We've got to be influenced by God. So take a stand and release our faith. See, there comes a time when, you, when you're up against something, you need to start looking at what the Word says. This is how we fight our battles. The devil's not flesh and blood. If he was, you know, I made the statement, I dehorn him. Well, spiritually, I can't. You know, I told somebody, if he's walking down the sidewalk, I'm running over him. But he is not a physical being. And he operates by fear, by words. They don't like you here. That's the devil. God doesn't like you. That's the devil. So quit agreeing with him. 
James 4, 7. So be subject to God. How do you, how do you become subject to God? Be subject to his word. God is who he is. Jesus came to reveal God the Father in earthly, fleshly form. Be subject to what Jesus said, what Jesus did. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee. How do you resist him? With the word. You can't shoot him. You can't cut him. But you resist him with the word. So quit agreeing with him. And, and you know what? We, we laugh, and, and, but it, you know, and it's funny. Remember, he hauled doom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. I don't want none of that. So you know what happens? The world gets you to bragging about the state you're in. Doom, despair. I'm, I, I'm just pitiful. I'm just poor. I'm sickly. I'm lowly. When God said, you're the head not the tail, you're blessed coming in and going out. Come on. Come on. And, and God wants you to be an overcomer, not an underachiever. God wants to make a way for you. He's the way maker. We sing about it. We got to get in the way. We got to get in the way with God. And we do that with the word in our heart. And you know what? There's times I don't have to say nothing. I know what God's going to do. Okay. <laughs> and we brag on the negative. You know, my, my grandma can spit snuff better than your grandma. And it is true, my grandma could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, she probably could. But here's the thing is, but we laugh about it, we brag about it, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. But my, my point is, is we get, to, we get to bragging on how poor we are or how, or how uneducated we are. And then we want to complain to God that we don't make any, have any money when we hadn't, because we, we, we took the wrong route. Y'all ever played the game of life? Roll the die, spin the dial, it's a game of life, move around the board. First time I ever played it was with Lisa and her brother. And I'd roll the dice and I had a choice whether to go to college or whether to take a shortcut. They said, take the shortcut, take the shortcut. I lost when I took the shortcut. I said, y'all cheated me. No, we didn't. You took the shortcut. There was no way that I could compete with them. Because they taught me into taking a shortcut. You know the devil will talk, talk you into taking a shortcut? Yes. In life, you don't need to live by the word. Faith, you know, the, you, whatever happens, happens. You don't need to stand. You just live. Amen. No. No. You have to accept Jesus Christ to go to heaven. And, and, and to have joy on the journey, you got to take a hold of the word. Amen. Some of y'all checking out on me. Come on now. Don't check out. Don't check out mentally. Well, I've heard this before, Pastor. No, you hadn't. Then don't ever eat chicken again either. If you've had chicken before, then you can't eat chicken ever again. Is that true? No. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's time to get out of the negative. It always happens to me. Some of you say that. I can't ever get ahead. I'm always behind. I feel bad every day. So let's go to number three. Faith-filled words change your circumstances. 
then how about negative-filled words will change your circumstances for the negative? It does. This is nothing new for most of you, but some of you have never heard this or some of you aren't operating in it. And even us that, that hear it, we don't operate in it all the time. We live in our head. How many of you, how many of you, this is what, what Patrick was trying to say. How many of you were hurt? When, don't raise your hand. Let me Forgive me, Lord. Listen, how many of you were hurt when you were a kid? Somebody did something stupid to you, and you go in your mind, you go back to that, and you start brooding. You go back to that hurt. You go back to that pain. Or somebody said something stupid to you. And you go that, is, is that really me? So right now in the name of Jesus, I declare those things to be broken off of you. Amen. Quit living in the past of your mind, those things that come up. And so listen to me, as the Spirit of God sits on you and you, that needs to be broke off of you, you stand up. And I'll say, be, be healed, be free of it in Jesus' name. Why can't, why can't the Spirit of God do that? God's doing a new thing. Let's do a new thing. So listen to me. If you got something you want completely broke off you, drugs, alcohol, whatever, and the Spirit of God sits on you today, just stand up and say, I got it. That's all you got to do is say, I got it. Well, there's three right there. They got it. You got it? Got it? I, no, that's great. Got it. Let me tell you all, most of you all was free anyway. Everybody else sitting down still brooding on something. You know, I almost had, you know, I almost did this, you know, walking by sight. I almost had everybody cover their eyes. And I said, if you, if you really love Jesus, no matter what, stand up. I was testing you. And then I say, sit down real quick before you had to think about it. Because you know what happens when you think about it? What if I stand up and nobody else is standing up? Then you look around. Everybody's standing up for me. Oh, what they going to think? And then you jump up. Because we're worried about what man thinks. I don't want to please y'all. I want to please God. I love y'all, but I got to please God. That's why, and so you've got to please God. We've got to please God. Number three, faith-filled words. In Genesis, God set it in motion that what he said will come to pass. Let there be light. Let there be an atmosphere. Let there be land. Let there be plants. Let there be animals. Let there be. God said, God said, God said. Well, that was God, Pastor Brett, and that's good. God's almighty, and he's all-powerful. But you know what he did? He gave you a voice. God gave you a voice. What are you saying? You set the course. James said you set the course of your life like a rudder of a ship or a bridle in a horse's mouth. And I have ridden some horses that did not want to turn. And I have been in boats that the wind did not want to let you go that way. But hear me. Put the word of God in your mouth and it'll break the wind. It'll break the horse. It'll break the course of your life. He gave you a voice to speak. Everything in this world was created by words. You know that. God said. And he gave you a voice. So you, know, you need to start creating See, we preached about, about the word. We preached about promises. We preached about imagining yourself, imagining yourself blessed. Don't look at your bank account. Don't fill in your pockets. Don't look at the person that you're married to. Look at God and look at him saying you're blessed. Now receive it. 
Now receive it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Can you say it? I'm blessed. Even in the natural world, I used to be in sales, and they had this guy who grew up poor, uneducated, and, and somehow or another he got a hold of it in the natural, not even scriptural, but he got up every morning and said, it looked in the mirror and said, you're going to make it. You're going to overcome. You're going to be successful. And he became a millionaire. Muhammad Ali in the flesh. I'm the greatest. I'm the prettiest. But I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. And you know what? He finally revealed he was scared. Man, I'm going in there, George Foreman. That guy, he's killing people. But he said, I'm the greatest because he's trying to build himself up and put fear in that person. And when you start speaking what God said, you put fear in the devil. And he will flee from you. And he'll go. But you know what? He'll, he'll be yelling all the way. Oh, you ain't, you ain't blessed. You're not blessed. I said you're not blessed. And he's running away from you the whole time. But you can still hear him. You think he's close. And he's waiting on you to waver so he can come back. I told you he wasn't blessed. Take a stand. Come on, you ain't going to let it. You know, I, 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 like I was going to trip. He ain't going to let me push his wife around. Well, quit letting the devil push you around. Use the word of God on him. Mm. If you, have you ever had a, a vision in your heart how you wanted something done? You know, there's not very many round houses. But if you want a round house, you've got to communicate exactly what you want. Because if not, the dude's going to build a square house. 99% of them are square. And he builds you. If you don't communicate, I just want a house. I just want a house. He's going to build you a square house or a rectangle-shaped house. And you go, well, that's not what I really wanted. Well, too late. When are you going to start getting specific, praying, and asking God? If you have got to communicate with a builder exactly what you want, exactly, what about God declaring, God, I want this? Remember, I've told the story about the pastor, Dr. Cho in, in Korea. He specifically, I'm going to believe God for a bicycle. God said, you can have one. He goes, I want an American-made bicycle. They're the best. I want a blue one. I want a 10-speed. And he got it. Exactly. He got specific. Well, I just want a house. I just really need a house. That's all I want is a house. Let's get specific. That way, when it comes, you know, that's God. I just need a man. Okay. You really just want any old man or any old woman? Or do you want a godly man that's got a job, got some money in the bank? Huh? Somebody that's willing to work, that'll go get me something to eat, woman, and go to work. I'm watching, I'm gonna play video games and watch TV all day. Okay, I'm just being real, okay? Let's get real with it. Believe God. Boy, I just ran out the door, didn't it? Let's go to number four. Faith is released by saying and praying. I'm going to give you three quick scriptures right here. I want you to let everybody finish writing. Because this proves that you can have what you say, and then I want to go, so how do I release my faith? Because there comes a point to releasing faith. Okay? 
Because you can have all kinds of faith. You, God's a good God. But when have you ever said it? God's a good God, but you never worship him as a good God. You sit there with your arms folded. But see, expression helps you. If I never express my love for my wife, she's going to wonder. She's going to doubt. And God's not doubting, but God inhabits your praise. It's like that one preacher, he'd preached so much that the doctor put him on voice rest. And he said, I don't want you to speak for a week. And Tuesday come around, his wife goes, are you mad at me? He, he wasn't allowed to talk. But she was wondering, are you mad at me? You hadn't said a word in three days. Well, he wasn't supposed to. But it began her wonder. So listen, words are powerful. Let's look at the first scripture. Job 22, 28. And you also, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. What are you saying? What are you saying? Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Have faith in God. Or have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. That's powerful. If that wasn't in the Bible, that'd be hard to believe. Just like death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, the key is believing what you say. I'm going to help you with that. Can I help you with that? Okay. Romans 4.17. Our father Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. And he says, this is talking about Abraham. It is written, God said, I've made you the father of many nations in the presence of God whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's a key. That's a key. That's speaking to the mountain. Well, what's a mountain? A mountain could be sickness and disease. A mountain could be wanting a house. Do you have a lack of a house? Your kids aren't serving God. Speak to the mountain. And then it says right here, God who gives life to the dead, if there's something that you want to make alive, the things of God alive in your life, you've got to start speaking to them and call those things which do not exist as though they did. We're going to the next level. Well, I hadn't seen it. It doesn't matter. We're going to the next level. I don't walk by sight. I'm walking by faith in my heart, and God's pushing me to the next level. Do you notice I prayed a different prayer over the service today and it said on us. The Spirit of God came and said on us. Because God said, pray that the Holy Spirit would rise up in people and set on people. Because the Holy Spirit's in you. And see, with this faith message that I'm preaching, we forget about the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. And so what happened, the word of faith taught and it became works. Well, I now... Uh, oh, I hadn't confessed the word. I hadn't confessed the word. Or, or you, you, you became a, 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 a word police. Well, you can't say that. That's doubt. And what a word about the Spirit of God. doesn't matter if you doubt a moment. That's okay. Oh, I tear that down. I'm standing on the word. I'm standing on the word because my faith is not by what you hear. You're not my help. 
You can judge my words all you want, and but really you're condemning me. Trying to help you. But I want to say what God said. God knows our heart. God will help us with doubt. The Holy Ghost, is, he's on the inside of you. He'll help you with doubt. Oh, I've doubted. I know I'm a failure. I'm a failure. No, you're not. You're an overcomer. Jesus was called the son of David, and David was an adulterer and a murderer. Moses killed a man. He was a murderer, and he's still one of the patriarchs. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, but we serve a perfect God. So let's get in his word. Let's start following to the best of our ability and get just like, just like a toddler. You pick him up and you just move, hold his hand and let's just walk down this aisle. Let's walk around where you hold your child's hands. You know what? I, I, my, my kids are grown. I still hold their hand. God still holds my hand. Okay. So l- let me give you an example. Let's just talk about it. I'm blessed. Most of you said, I don't feel like I'm blessed, Pastor Brett. It's not about your feelings. Well, then I'm lying. See, that's, I, you know why I know that? Because the devil used to tell me, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're not blessed. Because, I mean, I'm digging for coins in the couch. If I come to your house, I might slip in there and grab a nickel or a quarter out of there too. Because I've been poor. I know what it's like. And I used to, but I started when I was poor saying, I'm blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. And the devil said, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. You ever got up one day and felt like you didn't save that day? Didn't make any difference. You're still saved. And you're still blessed whether you're walking in it or not. It's your right to be blessed. And so we've got to change our thinking. It's not about what we say, and it's not my strength to make me blessed. God's going to give me favor and blessings coming on me. Amen. So, so let, me, let, me, let me show you how it works. In Isaiah 55, 11. Because it's not us, it's God. God says, so my word that goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me empty. Empty. God says my word is not empty, it's full. It's full of blessing. But it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Is that not the will of God right there? How many of y'all ever heard the scripture that God sent his word and healed them? Jesus is the word, capital W-O-R-D. Okay, I'm letting that sit there because some of you need healing. You need to grab a hold of that. Okay, he sent his word to heal me. So I'm the healed. Oh, I don't feel healed. Doesn't matter. Got to change. Got to change your feelings. You know, your feelings are subject to you. Has anybody ever been depressed on their birthday other than me? There you go. I'm older. Yeah. Because in the flesh, you're getting older, and you don't want to get older. Okay, don't lie. Sit there. What about five of us raised our hand? But you know what? I'll break that off of me. You know what? I, I made to decide when it's my birthday, I'm going to do something for somebody else. Okay, okay. 
God said, My word will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The key to it is for us to put God's word in our mouth because we're his representatives. Christians are Christ-like. We're like Jesus. We need to be saying what Jesus said, saying what God said. Jesus said, I don't speak my words. I speak what the Father speaks. How many of you have spoken what the Father spoke? Are you speaking your words? If we're defeated in any area of our life, we're speaking our words, not God's word. And you will get so full of God, you'll know his heart when you start living his word and knowing his word. You'll get so full of God that you can say anything and it'll come to pass. Because you know that's the will of God. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. It's the will of God. I can say that to every child, I can put my hand on every child anywhere, and I can say, be blessed, because that's the heart of God. I don't even have to have a scripture. Because I know the heart of God. It's good to have a scripture. But I know the heart of God. Hey, when you know the heart of God, you got faith. What I say is going to come to pass, because this is the heart of God. This is the will of God. But don't pray the will of God. Pray the blessing. Oh, Lord, if it be thy will. That's a hiding. That's chucking and hiding. It's your fault, God, because we prayed your will to come to pass. Well, it didn't happen. It must not have been God's will. No, 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 no. God's will is, you know, I have prayed for jobs and didn't get them. And people said, well, you know, you didn't get that job. You were standing in faith. Why didn't you get that job? Because you know what? I got a better one. I'm serving God. It doesn't matter where I work. He'll promote me. He'll take me to the next level. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive. The word of God, the one that's in your Bible, is alive and powerful, active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing the soul and the spirit. If we have a spirit... And we, we have a soul. How can you tell the difference? Because they're intertwined. The Word of God will help you tell that's your soulical man. That's your emotions, and that's not the Spirit of God. It penetrates even dividing the soul, the spirit, joints, and the marrow. It judges thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Whoa, man, that's powerful. It helps you discern. Attitudes and thoughts, your attitudes and thoughts. Don't be judging mine. I have to take care of my attitudes too. But God wants you to clean yourself up and get your attitude right and get your attitude on the Word of God. You know, in a sermon like this, there's more caught than taught. What are you catching? What's the Holy Spirit talking to you about? Is He reminding you of things that that you need to clean up, words that you say? Then you need to obey Him. Don't look over there and say, well, boy, that that word got Tim right there. That word got Patrick. Boy, that hit Jeff. I've heard Jeff say that. Quit looking around and look in your heart and judge yourself and get yourself to be that mighty man or woman of God that God's called you to be. Forget everybody else because until you become the mighty man and woman of God you need to be, you can't help anybody else. Oh, Tim, oh, man, I'm so sorry for you. I don't know what we're going to do. It don't help, does it? Misery loves company. Oh, and then we're all going to get there. 
No, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What is our testimony? That God's on our side. He's our helper. Even in death, we've got victory. Man, that means we ain't afraid of nothing. That makes you dangerous. Man, you're dangerous when you ain't afraid to die. Woo. Well, I don't want to go in there. They may have a gun. Who cares? How, how could that man say when the kid pulled the switchblade on him, he said, you cut me into a thousand pieces and every one of them said, you Jesus is Lord. How could he say that? Because he wasn't afraid to die. And when you're not afraid to die, you can go up and tell somebody, you know what? God's been speaking to me about you. He loves you. So, if God's word is quick and powerful, if God's word says that it comes to pass, that it does not return void, then God's word in your mouth will come to pass. Find something in the word of God that you need and start declaring it over yourself. And then put your faith, then act on it. I'm a blessed person. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed. I used to drive to work every day. And I declare it. I'm, today I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. My kids are blessed today. The favor of God's on my kids. The favor of God's on me. God wants me to be a blessing so I can bless somebody. Not only just me and mine. Too many of us are just about me and mine. Get all you can and can it all. And bury it in the backyard. You never know when you're going to need it. But if you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Be a giver. Be a flow. Because you can only so many cans will fit in your backyard. And you can have a thousand cans, but if it ain't but a dollar in each can, it's only a thousand dollars. But when you're a flow, anything can happen. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I got off on money. I know how we are about money, you know. Money's a tool, just like a car. So it's God's word in your mouth that changes circumstances. We're talking about this. Our sermons are daring faith. It is so hard to change the words of your mouth. You have got to get in the habit of changing the words of your mouth. Begin today declaring that you're a child of God, declaring who you are in Christ. And so I'm going to help you. I know we... I got some cheat sheets. How many of y'all like a cheat sheet in school? Yep. Okay, some of us liked them, but hey. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Can you help them out there? Will you help us out? Y'all know you're a visitor. We're going to let our visitor help us out. He ain't a visitor. We love our brother. Uh-oh. Huh? Hey, I tore that one off of that. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Thank you, Peter. Split them up. Help somebody else out. I didn't keep one. But this, this, these are scriptures. Our position in Christ. You say, well, I, how, how do you know, Pastor Brett, that I, I'm supposed to be blessed? Because you get 96 scriptures that tell you that you are. Or 60 some odd. I don't know how many is on there. 90-some-odd. Listen, while they're passing them out, let me read to you. I have life, and that life is the light of all men. We out?
We, I didn't get it. If you didn't get one, next Sunday we'll pass them out again. But I have eternal life. I've been justified. I thought I had a bunch of them. Peter, how many still? Peter still. See, Peter's multiplying his. He prayed over them. I know. I got to fix it. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared. I'm a joint heir. How about, is anybody a joint heir? I'm a joint heir. That means I got an inheritance. You know, my grandfather on his deathbed cried that he didn't leave me an inheritance. I said, it's all right. I'm good. You know why I'm good? Because God's my inheritance. You've got to change your thinking. I have the blessing of Abraham. I have faith that works by love. Why, why, why can't we have that? Well, I don't know, Pastor Brett. No, I'm a child of God. This is so simple. But we got to change how we think about it, how we believe about it. I freely receive all things God has for me. God makes it easy for me to receive them. And it's free. Jesus paid the price for it. Change your mindset. Read it. Say, those are mine, those are mine, those are mine. Because every day, you will have an opportunity to say, well, I'm, I, I'm not sure I'm saved. I don't know about you, but I was like that. Man, when I was, especially when I was a teenager. You know, your emotions are up and down. Junior hires don't even know their name. They don't even like their name. You ever work with junior hires? They cry because somebody named them their Joe, and they just think it's the stupidest name, or Brett. How about you didn't have Brad or Brett or Bread? Everybody call you Brad, you know, junior hire. You know, your hair is just going everywhere. You're getting pimples, and you're just like, what is going on? And then you're getting a teenager, and you're not even much different. But see, they need to be taught the Word of God. You need the Word of God to change your thinking, to change who you are. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.